Hello and welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories of movies and TV and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week's TV show, Star Trek The Next Generation, the episode, Q-Who? Like five minutes of comedy gold. I'm, if we weren't it's rolling. true. It's been comedy gold, but, but it may be. Yeah, or is it comedy, comedy old? Oh, <laughs> spin off, honey. <laughs> I, season two, we're pulling out all the stops. We've got music and everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So today we are watching a TV episode, not a movie, as we usually do. This one is Star Trek: The Next Generation. Episode title, Q-Who, from the second season. With me is Tim. Hey. Uh, by the way, I'm Robert. Uh, with me is Tim. Hey. And Danny. Hey. And Sam. Hey. And through the interwebs, all the way onto the East Coast, in the future, I guess you would say, yes. two hours, three hours, <laughs> three. Three. is Jack. Yeah, that's how we say hey in this oh, time. I see. Wow, <laughs> I can't oh, wow. wait for that to come to, to this time period. I know, it's exciting. <laughs> Evolution of language. Wow, it's instantaneous. <laughs> oh, so way back in May sixteenth, oh May sixth, sorry, uh, nineteen eighty nine, the episode Q Who. Wow, aired. I remember it well. And the synopsis is yeah. Q tries to prove that t- that yes. Picard needs him as part of the crew by hurling the. <laughs> Hurling? Yeah. Hurling. By hurling? The Enterprise. <laughs> it says hurling in IMTV, so. The Enterprise 7,000 light years away, where they encounter the Borg for the first time. And the episode's directed by Rob Bowman, written by Gene Roddenberry and Maurice Hurley. Alrighty. Yeah, stars all the regular people, plus okay. Q. Plus Q is there, and some yes. various people playing Borgs. Yes. Right. Uh, Ernest Borg Nine. Yeah. <laughs> also, this so is on. also Borg, like the beta, or not even the beta version. This is the first time that you get the Borg, yes. and they get retconned multiple the times release. throughout the entire. It was not the, just series, but like it's the Borgogen. Yeah, like uh, throughout all oh. the Star Trek series, <laughs> they they end up becoming so, different things. So that's actually a good question. It's like the Borg to me were those kind of villains that you should never see again. Because they're just mm-hmm. too yeah. badass. Yeah. They're too much like... Th- this was like a good way of showing the crew, you know, their humility. And like, they're not really ready for everything. Mm-hmm. Really shouldn't have seen them again. Although I like Best of Both Worlds. It just, every time we see the Borg, it goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Iborg was the worst. And then Voyager kind of just Voyager them. did some really <laughs> hilarious stuff with them. Though, I have to say, I hilarious. I know I, I, this, is, this is not a popular opinion, but I personally really love First Contact. I think it's oh, one of I my, like it. It's, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah. I like it's, First Contact. I think it's incredibly entertaining. But also, I mean, I agree with a lot of criticism about it in that it's clearly the least starred trek ish hmm. out of all the star trek films but the reason why i, I do like that. it is because <laughs> I, yes. I don't know like i i personally really love first contact just because the the way how they reimagine the borg is more sophisticated i think i mean we turned them yeah. from what they were in tng the series into essentially it's it's a horror movie it's a zombie movie actually mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah and you know the technology in terms of their makeup and yeah. the CGI and the kind of 
internal infrastructure of what the Borg are is more realized, I personally think, than it was when it was on the show. But they also had a lot more yeah. money to turn them into monsters. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, they, and they keep adding things to them. Like, uh, I don't want to get too much into it before we watch the episode for people who haven't seen it. But in the first time we see the Borg, they're just this collection of people. Uh, I assume from the episode that they're a race of beings who added technology technology to themselves and became the Borg. One mind in this giant cube. Presumably can, other cubes elsewhere. Who knows? Can we blame Google Glass? Yes, we can. Oh, yes. That's oh, where sure. it starts. <laughs> it started with that um, bitch who started that fight in um, in The Hate. What? Oh, though. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, She's <laughs> called... I, I forgot her name, but she's called the Google Glass... If you type oh. in Google Glass Woman, <laughs> yes. yeah, like uh, huh. her name pops up or yeah, what's yeah. she? She's she's really ugly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and I don't mean oh, that wow. as like not because she's a woman. I'm she's an ugly human being. Oh, period. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like when I when I see her picture, because she looks really smug while she's wearing the Google Glass herself, oh, okay. and I'm just like, bitch. <laughs> Your friends don't love you. They they let you walk out the house looking like that. <laughs> okay, so so far we have a minute of talk about uh, this episode of Next Generation and ten minutes of talk about everything else. Good start. <laughs> right. This is a fantastic start to the episode. Hey. Your, your point? No, I like so, the ratio. Okay. All right, fine then, Sam. Why don't we talk about your memories of this episode when it first came out? Um... <laughs> I, I don't have the specific memories. I, I know I was watching all of them at the time. I really liked Q back then. Um, I don't know how he will age for me in watching this. Um, I understand all of the criticisms of him, so I don't know if they'll bug me or not this time. Um, I was fascinated by the idea of the Borg. Um, like you said earlier, I got frustrated that the super villain that is completely unbeatable keeps coming back and keeps getting beaten. And that <laughs> um, is the sort of thing that can frustrate me with comic books, Superman comic books, something like that, where you have a very powerful hero and then you have to have this super powerful villain and it's always these ridiculously epic balance of, of power. And I, I thought the Borg got to that point where it's... You know, I don't think it's just super powerful. I think it's, like, unique... That, and if you keep bringing that back, it loses its thrill or you lose what made it work. Mm. Yeah. See also Weeping Angels. Oh, precisely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd agree. That's yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> I think and it can fact, be either would, or both. And yeah. I, with the Borg, I think it, it hits both sides of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, would, I would argue that with the Weeping Angels, that's an even, it's a more perfect example yeah. of what you were talking about there. Yeah. But yeah, the Borg kind of did it first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we, we could have done without ever seeing them again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Q, Tim, what are your memories of <laughs> So I don't necessarily have memories of this episode. I'd watched most of season one, and it being what it was, I didn't really make it a point to come back to season two. So I don't know. I've seen very little of season two at all. But... I fucking hate Q. <laughs> so my 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 hopes for this episode are low. But uh, you know, it may click in if I've seen it, and the Borg origin story aspect of it brings hmm. it. So we'll see. Um, yeah, but I fucking hate Q. See, so. for me, Q is good when he's being serious 
and bad when he's being wacky. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's the the uh, the Robin Hood episode was just too much, but this episode is good because he's okay. more we, serious. We and anyway, we'll yeah. see. Okay. I I always had a problem because I felt like they did cue in the original series with. Oh, Trillane. 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 Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They that are, made sense because he was a he child. Was a kid, yeah. it, it did, yes. And I wish that they had ever directly addressed that, that they were the same race or something like that, because yeah. they feel like the same character with yeah. the same powers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Danny. I personally did not like Q. <laughs> oh, I'm with Tim. <laughs> I found him annoying. <laughs> um, but, like, speaking of something that was perfectly fine the first time you execute it and then <laughs> when you keep on returning to mm-hmm. it it just deteriorates that was what q was to mm-hmm. me he was just this weird infantilized man child who <laughs> just got his job uh, okay so that's a characterization issue and so my personal aesthetic choices around whether or not i like characters like that but just he was yeah i could have done with significantly less q in all of Star Trek, dumb. Mm. Um, <laughs> he was definitely. I do overused, remember. Yeah. What was that? He's definitely overused throughout yeah. the the, uh, especially TNG. They bring him in Voyager. Yeah, he's even in and Voyager. He's just, and it's just and like, he's yeah. actually probably the worst type of Q that he was in TNG <laughs> mm-hmm. when yeah. he was the two times or three times he appeared on Voyager. Yeah. Um, and then what else? We 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 have oh so the introduction of the Borg. Um, you know, I remember. I don't remember much about this episode, but I do remember thinking it was at least interesting because it was the first time that they offered something analogous to, oh, this is what humanity could look like if we synthesize ourselves too much. Yeah, you know, if we yeah. become so reliant on technology that we start augmenting ourselves with it, and it 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 become it, it turns us into one cohesive unindividualized community. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't remember how sophisticated it was executed hmm. in this episode, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. But I do remember thinking, um, they look incredibly bulky. Like the costuming. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I just remember the costuming with all the the foam you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> armor that looks so impractical. And it's like, oh well those guys can't move, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it like, definitely got is better as piece the ergonomic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely got better as yeah. the series went along. Yeah. Makeup wise and all Yeah, that. the human uh the human resource department like really <laughs> thought about what was function and yeah. and practical for <laughs> daily Borg work activities and they rethought about the ergonomics uh, necessities yeah. of the workplace. <laughs> the Borg resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, your memories. Well, um, I was pretty hardcore into this show the whole throughout its whole run and this is middle of season two. I, I stuck with from the, the very first episode didn't miss a single one, often would re-watch them multiple times. And what I remember about this episode specifically was this was on heavy rotation for me. I must have seen it four or five times before the next season started. Jeez. So I know I liked it a lot. Um, enjoyed the, the the Borg. This was something new. They It kind of felt like maybe they'd finally found their own unique villain uh, for this series, 
uh, they tried so hard with the Ferengi. And it didn't oh, work. God, that was terrible. <laughs> and, um, you know, then they thought, oh, well, we'll bring back the Romulans. And it was like, okay, hit or miss. Uh, and then eventually the Cardassians would become something. But this was their first solid hit uh, with a new species that actually took hold somehow yeah, uh, and yeah. took hold of the imagination. Uh, on the Q end of the equation, uh, I... I like the character. I love John Delancey. I think he's he's a very compelling actor for the small screen. And <laughs> I I just I anytime he's on I'm willing to watch even in the goofier episodes, you know, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the Robin Hood episode, uh the the one with the other cue that would come out eventually. Uh but uh I definitely agree that the serious bent that I remember him having in this episode uh, served him extremely well. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I like about him is when he's doing yeah. that. So that's everyone's memory. Make it and, so. Uh, yes. I think we're ready to watch this thing. It is Star Trek Q-Who. And pop in your D- your Blu-ray or watch it on Netflix. Um, or if you have an old VHS copy or even on Beta SP. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you have a flip book, flip book. do that. <laughs> I wish Netflix would actually add... Staticky commercials between <laughs> oh, the commercials. Yes. That would be nice. You know, you know what's weird is oh, that the, buy a buy the Crossfire gaming set. <laughs> you know, the, the DVD sets and the Blu-rays they all cut out that little bumper that used to hit mm-hmm. at, when the show would fade out and it would yeah. be like da 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 da. It oh, would be the graphic yeah, the bump. and then yeah. the commercial yeah. and they cut yep. all those out and it's. I mean, it's not needed. It's it's good, but it just reminds me Mm -hmm. of watching it back then. Mm -hmm. It's like, why is this there? (laughs) Did did every show have that? Like a title card? Hawaii 5.0s are kind of melded in with the show. You having worked in the TV industry, were they more necessary because it was a syndicated show? Is it more of a help to the affiliates for any reason or not? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's just to remind everyone what show they're watching. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's not a network primetime show, so they might be confused. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> is this Cagney and Lacey? I don't know. <laughs> That's why we can't have any character developments or anything at all change in the series because what if the That's, air out that's of why order? we have to restate the problem when we come back from commercial. <laughs> that's why we press that damn reset button so much <coughs> Voyager <coughs> yes uh, alright let's just, enough of this anger let's save our anger for this <laughs> uh, hopefully not conservation no, I, of I, anger I, I think I'll still like it we'll see alright see you in a minute right. bye, bye. So, who's worried about the Borg? You think they're coming here to Earth anytime now? Yeah. No? You don't think so? You I'm, think so? Any moment, yeah. Any moment? Are yeah, we they know we're irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they're probably scanning the planet right now, and they saw that Apple, that Apple announcement. They're like... <laughs> Oh my god, these bitches have no. a watch. Well, also, they're in a bigger screen phone. This well, is a waste of our time. And also right now, then, they're really focused on trying to scrub out that U2 album. So <laughs> the fact of their ships. So, oh, yeah. yeah, no. They're, they, 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 they actually, no, they probably got the U2 album download, and they now consider us a threat. So, yes, they are probably coming here to they're, destroy so our, us. Our first thing is to let them assimilate Facebook. 
And then they'll be easy to oh. just take over oh, yeah, yeah. when Good everybody point. is busy. Yeah. Yes, I think they may have. So. <laughs> don't, don't you realize this is this is an episode of the Twilight Zone? <laughs> yeah. We are the Borg. Ooh. Oh. Facebook is the beginning. It I is. sure eat a lot for a Borg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those Borg, they're pretty fit, weren't they? I don't remember any of the Borg having like pizza. Well, it's stuff. carrying all those electronics around. That, yeah, oh, good sure. point. Yeah, you know, good True. exercise at that. So yeah, I think probably also in their their little alcoves, they're wearing that you know belt, that slimming belt, <laughs> <laughs> a compression. Yeah, no, they were wearing a, they were wearing spanks. Did you notice they were all wearing spanks? Yeah, <laughs> the black um, bodysuit. Okay, so let's start our, a quick recap yes. of this episode for those who did not bother to watch it. Yes. So the episode starts off with, um, well, why don't okay. you begin? Yes, uh, we, the first thing we see is there's a new crew member who walks up to um, one of the replicators and orders hot chocolate, and Jordy immediately appears. <laughs> <laughs> and basically that's the best moment of the whole episode. <laughs> so then they have I, actually, a chat. That was the best moment of the episode, I agree. And oh. and she's all bum-fuzzled and spills hot chocolate on Picard, and there's tension. And There was tension? Well, sure. they were trying to have tension. Of course, yes, and she rubbed <laughs> For her. His, no, she, and then she's rubbing. <laughs> she's rubbing his abdomen. There's a lot awesome. of rubbing. A lot of rubbing in this episode. And okay. then shocking him out of rubbing. Let's move faster. Okay, so, and then Q shows up. Uh, Q kidnaps Picard on his way to the dressing room. Right, right. Yeah, and t- sticks him in a shuttle, and they're out somewhere, who knows where. Yes, he okay. did clean up the mess. Yeah, he did, that, which was nice. So that's which important. was Very nice. nice. So there's a lot of banter. A lot Between of banter, Q and, Picard. and then finally they wind up in Ten Ford, and Guinan's there, and she's like, ah, and he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they know each other from something in the past, which I yeah, don't they think they ever bothered. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Yes. And then he's like going, "Yo, she's an imp," and he's like, and then she's like, "He's a bitch," and then they're like eyeing each other back and forth, yep. and then Worf and Riker show up, and then they say, "Worf." You're the brown guy. We, we, <laughs> get out of the get room. out of here. There's only one room for a yeah. person of color in here, yeah. and that's Guinan. And this then, is so, the whites only lounge. So. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Q's like, "You bitches ain't prepared. Look, these bitches are gonna come kill you." And then then the bitches in the cube come in. Yeah. And well, that's the well, uh, uh, what's his name? Q sends them seven thousand light years towards somewhere. And, um, yes, they run across Q, or they run across the Borg, and... Q pretty much keeps saying, do you need me now, Captain? No? Okay, well, let's let the Borg go. And we find out the Borg are kind of confusing and badass, and... And Jack? What happens uh, and next? Then, then they're pretty much getting their asses handed to them. There are two pointless conferences, uh, and, then, uh, and 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 then we get down to the point where the Enterprise is pretty much done. And Q shows up one more time. It's like, what are you gonna do? You want me to help? They say no. He says, okay, they're gonna kill you. Bye. And. <laughs> Picard says, "All right, fine. We need you." And, I'll suck your dick. And, yeah, and Q feels better, and he, he sends them home. And um, then we have a nice little moment with uh, Guinan and Picard in the end, where she basically says, "You know, this isn't over, right?" Yeah. Dun, 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 While they're dun, playing three D chess using the silhouettes of Russian dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and that was Q-Who. So let's go around the table with our uh, second first impressions. Mm. I'll start with Sam. Let's Me? Say. Oh, why not? 
I don't know. Picked you at random. Um, <laughs> I I was really impressed from where they went um, in first season, which we did a couple of the episodes mm. in season one of the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, seeing the maturity of the the scripts and the pacing and the characters from then to here, I thought was was really dramatic. Yeah. Um, and I I really liked that. Um, it no longer felt like a parody of next gen that <laughs> at this point they've they've hit their stride they, they kind of know what they're doing um we can probably argue whether or not they were doing a great job of it but at least it felt like it was its own show it was not we kind of want to be star trek but we want to be something different and yeah yeah and it was certainly more serious mm-hmm. than say the uh naked now which is one of the, <laughs> the ones we did on the oh podcast. My. <laughs> mm. um Notice that they also got rid of uh, Crusher. Oh, yeah. Not but, Wesley Crusher, but the Brad. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yes, but, and they Crusher. haven't replaced her with uh, the xenophobic doctor yet. Well, Oh, no, well, they did. But, but she, she just wasn't, wasn't in this episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah, this is like... She wasn't even credited, actually. Oh, oh no, she was still a guest star. Um, yeah, she was always a guest. The whole season, she was a guest star. Um, I'm trying to She was remember. the Heather Locklear of Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, this is <laughs> episode 16 of the yeah. season. So she's been in several episodes before that. For some reason, she wasn't in this episode. She's at a medical conference. That's yeah. always what happened she's when the doctor wasn't around. <laughs> and I, hope, I wish she was actually one of the the seventeen who got carved out of the ship. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I was gonna say I was hoping that uh, she met the same fate she did on L.A. Law, where <laughs> she stepped into the, she stepped into the empty elevator shaft and just plummeted. Uh, Ooh, wow! I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also really love how um, Gomez the. The the, the weird extraneous character that we start off the episode Sonia? with uh, Sonia, yeah. Sonia yeah. Gomez right, right, Selena right. Gomez yeah. um, <laughs> with the feathered hair oh, and the, yeah. the red whore lipstick um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was she was like Troy during the first season or the first few uh-huh. episodes where it's just like oh, keep it together like <laughs> you can't control yourself here like you're a mess so it was weird that uh, in terms of storytelling it's weird that they started with her yeah, yeah. but didn't and then they kept on returning her. to her and then she doesn't even yeah. end the episode there's I, no like resolution yeah. with I, her the last time you actually see her she's creepily walking yeah. towards Jordy yeah. as Jordy's like we're hey, entering warp 9.61 and then she's kind of traipsing towards his workstation like the yeah. girl from the ring yeah. it's really weird that's the last oh, time we see her part. I saw okay. it yeah she's just but, in the middle background I, I agree completely with that thought I I thought what they were trying to do was some interesting, um, you know, wide-eyed new ca- crew member and facing the reality, and she couldn't get over the 18 people yeah, dead. Yeah, I think that was the and main then, reason. Well, and then her. they left it hanging at that point. They didn't resolve it. They didn't... Mm-hmm. Um, there was no payoff for all that she did in there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I have a suspicion there was a scene on the cutting room floor that Maybe had it's a, possible, mm-hmm. yeah. And I know yeah. she comes back in other episodes. I can't yeah. remember exactly. She's what in one other, yeah. She does. Oh, one other? Just one? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, not sure, I'm not sure which episode, but yeah, she does have one other that she's in. This was the first time that they tried to introduce a recurring engineering character. We see oh. her twice, and then in season four, we get Ashley Judd. Oh, who shows up twice. Oh, uh, Leffler, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, yes, dear. and some Robin Leffler. Yes. 
Yes, and, and I'm very much on the same model, you know, uh, hyper-competent and excited to be there, and she's got her quirks, uh, but uh, that character would go on to live in in some of the books later on, whereas I don't oh, think we've ever seen Ensign hmm. Gomez again. Because <laughs> that character of Leffler went on to live in the fan film series Hidden Frontier. Oh, okay, and she's also in uh, Peter David's uh, New Frontier books, oh. which were the one oh. of the few or one of the first uh, to have their own crew, and oh. and he he took a lot of recurring from Next Gen. Okay, and she cool. was one of them. She was their for, uh, their <laughs> chief engineer. Oh, great. Okay, uh, Tim. What um, do you think? Well, I, I realized partway through. I have definitely seen this episode. It kicked in. I'd seen it when um, the Borg came onto the Enterprise. Okay. Um, so I so I must have just like mentally blocked out the first twenty five minutes of the episode. It's all <laughs> all cute, yeah. Exactly, and I remember the part. Oh, the mortgage staying cool, and we go visit their ship. So yeah, I have seen it before. So um, okay, you blocked I, it out because of Q. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but how oh, did yeah. you feel at the end of it? Well, I like it generally, or is it like kind of uh, the biggest thing for me about this episode is it has really weird and ineffective dramatic structure. First mm-hmm. of all, there's a lot of what I think they see as building suspense that's just delaying. Hmm. Like, you know, long, like, okay, Q never says what he's there for, even though they, he's on the verge of it a hundred times, and then he and Picard bicker. What do you mean? Yeah. No, he just like can we talk? Yeah, it's like he's, what do you he want? He was kicked out of the Q com- continuum, but, and so he's he bored, and he wants yeah, to, he wants to hang out. He wants to be a member of the crew. Yeah. Okay, because he yeah, like they, the they whole... kept talking about though. You know, what, Picard would say, "What do you want?" And then then they have another circular conversation. Oh, so maybe I missed well, the point that that was what he wanted because it's not really wanting anything. Yeah. So there's a dramatic structure problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, Guinan knows full well what they're up against and won't say anything. She just says, oh, you should turn around now. Yeah. Uh, yeah more fact, detail, please. Yeah. No, about by, by conference number three, we get some, you know, but <laughs> it's like, why don't you just say it at the beginning? Because yeah. we're trying to build, quote, suspense, unquote. Yeah. yeah. And then, though, at the other end of the story, nothing really adds up to anything. They get magicked out. Yeah, by goes to the machine. They, we have a ghost in the machine. Yeah, we never. Resolution. We never come back to the newbie. But we to spent be so fair, much time on them there. So yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, as a story, it's like super anticlimactic, hmm. and I the whole also, episode just feels like a teaser instead of an episode. Hmm. I also agree with Tim around like just storytelling structural yeah. issues, um, and and maybe it's also a product of its its era, in that they were trying to build the suspense by, oh, what are we up against? I'll tell you later. Yeah, no, it's yeah. just yeah. You turn around now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what do you want, Q? A riddle, and and then on top of that, there was actually the fighting with the Borg. Uh-huh. It's just overly elongated, and for what they are, which is a massive race of beings that have a collective consciousness and can do and make decisions and execute them within seconds. Mm-hmm. They, they're really slow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like these. that, like they, the board could have been more juggernaut-ish to use the language uh, choice yeah. of <laughs> yes, one of the characters. <laughs> you know, and they weren't very juggernaut-ish at all, except for their brute force. But, you know, in terms of pacing, it was a monotonous pace. It w- I, I, 
I, I very much get what you're saying, both of you, but I, I kind of disagree. I think the point of the story could be argued the same thing that Tim said, but this was an introduction. This was a, um, there are things even better than or bigger than we've ever conceived of out there. This is um, putting a little bit of a teaser, but a little of, of giving a foundation for the show that there can be some really heavy stakes out there beyond what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with, with your board comments, I thought that that all played in well to the reveal of the Borg and to the introduction of them and to the the mystery around them because they don't have to be juggernaut. They can react. They can um, learn much faster than we can imagine. Um, and they don't need pure speed or pure bulk because they're just, they're relentless as was used in there. Hmm. But that's the thing is like, I think for... I think the the expectation that the that the story itself sets up because you did say relentless, we use the term juggernautish. Mm-hmm. In terms of making the presentation of the villain actually match the physics that the story and the characters actually articulate them as, I didn't think that gelled nearly as hmm. it wasn't as hmm. realized you know hmm. they set up the expectation i wouldn't may have that expectation if it weren't for the fact that the characters hmm. themselves were actually setting that up and i yeah. just feel like maybe the two just didn't gel yeah. together that's an interesting point sam but it still seems like a problem to me because now now it says oh i see so the story structure is about the structure of the story is to help flesh out the series structure it's like they're not really telling a story they're just <clears throat> Um, you know, building architecture in front of you. And that explains some other things I have a problem with, like, you know, the end of the episode, they learn a lesson about, you know, what we're up against, but Starfleet and all of its people already know this lesson. It's happened time and time again. So we're doing it now to reintroduce the people of the current series to this notion of danger that maybe we got away from, but that still doesn't result in an interesting story we're telling right now. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, but comparatively, there. Oh wait. No, I, oh. I, I, I get that point, and I think what we're running into here is we have a series that really is working itself out. So we've got the historical context of a series that is in the throes of saying, "What the hell are we?" And since we're sort of consumers of of the, the fan press, and I, even back then, uh, I yeah. was, um, <laughs> y- you saw those dramas playing out, and that doesn't necessarily translate that well to the screen. Um, uh-huh. However, I do think there were a couple of points that were made that are good for this story and, and, and do address some of the weaknesses that people had uh, identified in Next Generation. The, the very end, where Picard says, well, this is a kick in our complacency. That was one of the complaints hmm. that uh, people had made about the show up to that point. Is it, everything's oh. so perfect and they're just running around. And even when things go badly, you, it's, there's, there's not a lot of drama for the most part. So mm-hmm. there was an addressing of that. But there was also in the scene where uh, Picard you know, says, I, Q, I need your help. There was an implicit statement of, we will be different. 
Q has that whole thing after Picard says, we need you, we're not ready. And Q says, another man couldn't have said those words. Uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're talking about Kirk. <laughs> Kirk is not on this ship and this will be a different show. Mm. But uh, yes, we, we have mm. to do more. So yeah, it, as a fan of the show, in the greater arc, I liked the episode. Looking at it critically as 50 minutes of television, it's pretty uneven. Yeah. But but I do like the tone it sets. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I kind of wish they would continue with that. Because one thing I missed from the original series that isn't in a lot of these is that feeling that they really are on the frontier exploring. Yep. Yeah. Instead, every episode is about, well, now we're at the, the pleasure planet, and now we're at the rock planet. Yeah. <laughs> today we're at the... the we're on know. the planet full of black people who are savages. <laughs> I, yeah, and this was one of the first times that it really felt like the crew got into a, what the fuck? We, do, we don't know. We can't even comprehend how to... Yeah cope with this which yeah. you did see occasionally in the original series and you really did not see yeah. in next gen for all of the things that jack said a few minutes ago but i wish we could have gotten there organically instead yeah. of having our magical play thing put there, them there there's a lot there's a lot of problems writing wise and, yeah. and all that yes i'll agree yeah. but uh and, and the borg i i just i really it, even though i like best of both worlds mm-hmm. although i should go back and watch it to see if i still like it <laughs> um I really wish that that this was the last time we saw them, because they're really just a See, representation. I, know, I actually don't, and now having seen this yeah. now, I don't because it is such a flimsy, clumsy introduction. Yeah, to I me, agree. as far as I'm concerned, we need to see a full-on actual hmm. confrontation. I, I that think plays, that plays out to a conclusion. I, I think we have similar hmm. feelings, but I don't look at it as flimsy and clumsy. I look at it as intriguing, and they are always in the back of my mind now that hmm. because they've made it very clear that. At some point, we're going to address them. But just like we felt through the whole episode, mm-hmm. we don't know when, we don't know what it's going to mean, we don't know mm-hmm. how that's all going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I thought this episode did well. Um, even though I know the Borg and I kind of knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. it was still kind of creepy and unsettling watching what they were doing and, and trying to figure out mm-hmm. how these are not your typical Federation alien of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like Q had some really great lines when he's describing the Borg. He's yeah. like, you know, they they've identified you as or your ship as something they can consume. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. found a food at the store and they're, mm-hmm. they're just picking. You're just a piece of lettuce to them or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they're just adding you to their ship and their cube gets bigger. See, I get the impression in this that there's just one cube. And it's just roaming okay. around. What? Like, that's yeah. the impression yeah, I get no, we, yes. from mm. the series. I mean, episode. the language around the Borg hasn't been developed yet. Right. It's yeah. not the Borg collective. Yeah. The yeah. closest right. thing that you get is, oh, the ship has a collective consciousness. Yeah, they, they, that's yeah. why we're not able to yeah. scan them properly yeah. and why Troy can't isn't crying because she feels <laughs> all their pain. <laughs> and then and also um, the Borg don't threaten you the same way. They They don't. They haven't developed the, we are the Borg, lower your shields, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your technological and biological distinctiveness will be added to our own. The only thing that you get is, if you try to defend yourself, you will be punished, which is actually kind that of was, odd. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. not um, usually yeah, what we get about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, what sure. would happen to them if they didn't? 
that apparently you get punished anyway. Well, yeah. but you get carved up. <laughs> but but being brought into like the a royal rust. <laughs> yeah. See, like but I don't rust. think they were doing that. What, they no. weren't assimilating people at this point. They haven't uh, thought. That yeah, about. they haven't created the assimilation and, okay. thing. If right. anything, they also jumped the gun with. I mean, also I recognize that as the the world of Star Trek developed and they changed the Borg entirely. Yeah. Um, the cute little baby with the with the <laughs> yeah. prosthetics on it was just too adorable. Yeah, it was much yeah. more menacing yeah. later on when it was like, no, children are put into maturation chambers yeah. and forced. Yeah, you yeah. know this yeah. assimilation technique versus that one. It was that was a. Um, that was a, like a Kim Anderson photo shoot, but with, with cybernetic <laughs> implants. Yes. That was great, um, though. Uh, the adorable little baby, probably the producer's kid or something. Since Danny mentioned it, I think it's an important time to bring up one important point about this episode is, as far as I can know, this is like the first time that Troy has provided new and no. useful information. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I can't that remember. She, that they... I can't there's read only their one collective. Yeah, there's one collective. Oh, yeah. that she figured. She didn't that use that word, out, but yeah, yeah that, and there was nothing up to that point that indicated that. So, like, and it actually <laughs> made sense for her to say that. Yeah, not exactly. just information, but information we should be getting from her. Exactly. So that that was nice. Yeah, some I, I actually, uh, in terms of all the characters, I thought all of them got really great one-liners. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like Riker. Take it easy, Wes. Uh, <laughs> Worf, we are being probed. <laughs> oh, War, oh, Worf. Well, uh, add this to the list of words Worf should never say. Scooped. <laughs> scooped. <laughs> should never of, with, like, Tostino, with those fake teeth in his Tostino's, mouth. Like, um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe later in the series they got better at the fake teeth. But that It just scooped. made him scoop. The word scooped, scooped. sound weird. <laughs> Sounded weird. Oh, I also really liked um, Q's line at the end. To satiate desires both subtle yes. and gross. Is that yes. a poem See, or something? Yeah, I don't Sounds know. Sounds like it is. That's part of, I mean, a minor point, but like all, I feel like he's dialogues overwritten unsuccessfully. It's like, you can get away with overwriting if you create something that flows. See, I, I, I have to disagree there. Uh, I think I think occasionally Q will have a clunker line that does not uh, land, but for the most time, occasionally, yes, only occasionally for me, <laughs> most of the time, I think his stuff does work. And it's because he walks that line between menace and absurdity. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Jack on that. Hmm. I'm not. And and part of it, Q Q is trying to play a role. the 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 character in there is playing a role, and and that's partly why it's so over the top. Yeah, hmm. that's how I take him as well. Hmm. How about throughout the series? What what do we all think of Q? I know what Tim he thinks. He deteriorates into parodies, <laughs> into self parody. I yeah. started that way though. Um, it's funny where he says, "I you know, if I had to, I'd renounce my powers and become mm-hmm. human like you." There's an episode where he, that happens. Yep, that's the next one. Yeah, <laughs> the, is that the very next one where he the shows next, up? I lost all respect episode, when he. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I lost all respect when he showed up with the mariachi band. Oh, oh, I love the that's that episode. Face. I yeah. think that's when he gets his powers back. He does that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and he's um, being goofy. I don't know. I just, I mean, and then uh, you mentioned that this is, um, you know, he got kicked out of the Q Collective. Yeah. I don't remember well enough or really care to know what exactly the Q Collective is presented as being. You know, my notion of Q is always Trelane, honestly. He's just yeah. Trelane again, except he's not a child, so he doesn't have that excuse. So I just don't <laughs> buy this pan-galactic being who 
can do know, anything. Two pulls the wings off flies. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that that incredibly awkward recap of his first two appearances on the ship that Riker gives us in Ten Forward that didn't <laughs> oh, give you yes. enough? That was awesome. Yeah, actually, that was really cool. Why doesn't he just like list the episode numbers? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> go to Netflix.com. It would mix in with the techno babble perfectly. Why not? Yes. <laughs> um, and then you know, the other, I also don't understand what Guinan is supposed to be, and I think they try to get at that um, in this episode, but still, they kind of push. She's like yet another. I've towards, always, yeah. I've always referred to her as the pangalactic bartender, which I've never said. <laughs> I am this powerful being of race, race across many dimensions, and she's a yeah, bartender a on a ship where they're not even serving actual alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she has a little behind the bar. Yeah. Well, it, 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 <laughs> it's in Guinan, her Guinan suffers here, uh, much like the Borg do. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do, what the ultimate shape is going to be. And in here, you you very much get that impression that she's maybe even on par with Q, at least on yeah on some level yeah. in some oh yeah arena. No, she can defend herself she's yeah. like putting up her she hands. must have some her fingers. there was some her magic crouching tiger going on so, there, which yeah. they kind of gave up on by the end of the series because you yeah. know she she winds that was, up because that was interesting just from yeah. this race of listeners and what's his name no, um, no. malcolm mcdowell malcolm mcdowell is oh, like yeah one of one of her people yeah. in the movie in the first film and that was just ugh. Yeah, I think I think they do a decent job with Gunn in this episode. I'm not yeah. really, except for the bit of I'm not her not telling immediately yeah. so she knows. But that, it's just. But that said, I still have you know trouble yeah. overall with this the series concept of these super powerful multi dimensional beings who is under, hang out with the humans I, who is underutilized because like Jack said there were like three conferences that yeah, were I know. <laughs> Just yeah. lay out the whole information, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I had I was frustrated with Guinan throughout the entire series, but seeing this episode, I it was intriguing. Something they did that I thought was really great was you mentioned most of the characters had at least one really good, really interesting line. Um, the characters felt like unique um, people in the series. Yeah. Um, the, a, a lot of the parodying of themselves that we rightly complain in other episodes was not really here. And they bring in um, a, a brand new huge race, the Borg. Um, they bring Q in and they give Guinan some focus and they're doing some intense juggling between three really yeah. big special guest stars, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and I think they balance that well and they play the three of those well off of each other, hmm. um, making it I, and that's kind of what I liked about it. I think that's that's part of my counter to your point, Tim, mm. is that I find that fascinating. And while it may not be a story in terms of a classic story construction, mm. I thought that was really fascinating to see. And I, I found there there was a story that wasn't laid out in pure narrative form that I found really interesting. Well, you know, now with a lot of series that are on the air, dramatic series, you know, there's this debate about there are some shows, the, a lot of the quote prestigious unquote shows that mm -hmm. aren't actually interested in the episode by episode results. Mm -hmm. They view the episodes as chapters of a novel. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then there are others say, no, the novel should, if not entirely standalone, mm -hmm. standalone against a wall. I don't know. But so, <laughs> and that's, you know, pros and cons of both of those. I, I fall more toward the, Yes, build your big story, but make the piece. It's, this is in discrete chunks. Make those meaningful. So, mm -hmm. because I feel that way, 
this episode suffers. I, I think I think, yeah, you just laid out yeah. the fundamental difference that we have, yeah. because I I'm very content as long as they give us payout along the way, not mm-hmm. necessarily every episode in its own story. But as long as yeah. we do get payoff, I'm very content to go along for the ride. Yeah, it's interesting that it seemed like Next Gen was making an attempt at that. Cause, yeah. You know, this is very much still mm-hmm. in the we're in syndication and every episode must make sense by itself. Era. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they were really successful at it. I think it was a clumsy attempt, but it was mm-hmm. a first attempt. So, yeah, I, I think I, I agree with both of you guys um, because I, uh, I, I personally don't necessarily need to have a traditional story structure in order to be satisfied with something. I think um, they, they did introduce some stuff and bookend it. Mm-hmm. And then certain things they decided, let's create the opportunity to return to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the lesson with Q, you're you're unfit for galactic exploration, and I'm going to prove it to you. And the only thing that's going to get you out of the situation is humility and admitting that you need my help. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. introduced. That's bookend. That's fine. The Borg as a threat. Introduce. Resolve. Not, ne- not no. necessarily punt it off for later on or rather tease for it um mm-hmm. so you know that that's an okay thing in my book the Guinan question <laughs> you know okay more she's more complicated than before are they going to explore that at all they actually don't ever really no. end that mm. at no. all throughout the entire series mm-hmm. um so you know that's kind of a weird complication um i also really love that um Instead of two girls, one cup, it's two <laughs> Borgs, one slot. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's let's get into our mi- minor quibbles. <laughs> well, this isn't... I don't have a minor quibble. This is not actually a, a complaint. It's just something that fascinates me watching any older science fiction thing. And it struck me a lot. So the away team's in the Borg cube and looking around and... Picard, you know, describe it to me, and and and, oh. and Riker is saying, "Oh, it's awesome! It's astounding!" Over and over, and it just blows my mind now in 2014 that they're not sending pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, the whole note is just how hard it is for any, even you know, good or bad yeah. science fiction story yeah. to predict technology other than what's an extension or expansion. Yeah. Of and IO9 talked about this um in the recently uh, uh-huh. article, but mm-hmm. not really concluding anything, but just bringing it up. It seems like you know. The notion of digital pictures that we all get so yeah. far away from yeah. them then, if, and now it's like, how are they not sending? How are they not Snapchatting? Well, and why, 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 why did nobody check in when they got on the Borg queue? <laughs> tag their You're friends. The first of your yeah. friends. Yeah. This you you well know that <laughs> you Data. are the mayor of the Borg queue. <laughs> Data says he was with you on Borg queue. <laughs> there would have actually been a selfie shot with that baby. Oh board. God, yes. yes. Oh, with, with Riker. Like, yeah. <laughs> but again, it's not a Christmas. It's you know, it's everything. It's so yeah. hard to get right. And I now want to write a science fiction script that brings all these tropes in, oh, the modern tropes in. I um, that would be that could be really funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so edit Gomez this part is, out, Robbie. Uh, so nobody um, okay. steals my idea. Is everyone who everyone who isn't aware at this table and beyond of the Twitter feed, Riker googling should oh, oh yes. should be yes Riker Riker, Riker googling. googling. Oh my god! You, <laughs> Every you must, tweet you is, must read is a Riker search term. Like he was sitting. <laughs> Seen, in his um, cabin or something, tweet, <laughs> yes. like looking at searches. Or <laughs> it's all You've seen Trek in the City, right? No. no. Oh, that's another great one. It's Sex in 
the city, but from a Star Trek perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could think of the, some of the record googling. Oh, examples. there's some good They're ones gold, like anyway, uh, it's awesome. Can holodeck characters oh, yeah. get pregnant or something yes. like that? <laughs> Why are transporters so loud? Usually yeah. they're like, you know, Orion venereal diseases yeah. and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I wish I could find find the list, but I'll, I'll do it while we're talking. But, but uh, I'm trying to think of are there things you know, on next gen that are kind of in line that, I mean, we think easily of things that aren't like, you know, the, oh, yeah, no, the opening scene, um, the opening scene after, uh, Sonia Gomez gets her hot chocolate yeah. and, and then the cup yeah, yeah. of hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, there's a scene where uh, they, they walk to engineering and then, uh, Jordy handles, um, an iPad. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, right. And the replicator is three D printing. Yeah, well, the, yeah. and they're now doing three D food printing. Yeah. They're starting uh-huh. to experiment. Yep. Okay. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, Jordy in this one, and I know in in other episodes as well, comes across as one of the best managers you ever see on film anywhere. Hmm. He's interested in people. He's understanding yeah. that no one is perfect. He's trying to bring out the best in everyone. Um, it really impressed me. This may be the closest I've ever seen in a next gen episode of Jordy actually having characteristics. <laughs> it's he went to a, um, yes. he, he used some of the uh, professional development funds for his position to yes. go to. Okay, yeah. all right. So let's go around. Let's. Uh, okay. Why? Why not? Who wants to start? I'll start. I. I'll stop. You know what? I'll stop. <laughs> I, I swear, in relation to what? That um, galaxy or that galaxy? <laughs> They're mo- both moving in different directions, so stop to what? <laughs> there is no all stop. Okay. Um, uh, I, you know what? Um, I, re- I still really like this episode. As a Star Trek episode, I know there's lots of problems, and I know that it's... It, it, I, just, I just love the introduction of the Borg. I like the dark, the kind of dark feel... Of being on the frontier again, I, I I always want the show to go back to that because that's mm-hmm. really enjoyable. Um, you know, discovering things and, and all that, not going to deep space eighty three, and because you know we've got all these deep spaces stations <laughs> out there, and everyone has the kind of Rajillion worm juice that you yeah. like, and and everyone has the punch cards for the food courts. Yes, <laughs> you know they got they got the ten free sandwiches, so they've got. <laughs> So I, you know what? It's it's weird, and I, I gotta say, I'm going to give it gold. Who's next, uh, Danny? <laughs> I give it a silver. No, there is no in between. There's no gray area. There's well, only I, zero no, that's or one. Closer to gold than anything else. You know, yeah. I'm I'm okay with the episode. Not my favorite, but also, I mean, it's because I do like the Borg. And this was not a realized version of the Borg. I do agree with Sam that it was a good teaser for the Borg. But overall, yeah, I would say entertaining enough that I would I I would watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the episodes I, I do like watching again when thinking about, oh, what should I watch? So anyways, uh, Tim? Um, I'm actually much closer to gold on this than I would have thought. Oh, I'd wow. be wow. given it's a Q episode. Because the Borg are interesting, they're new, they're different, they're an actual threat, but it took too long to get to them, and we've got them through Q. There's no, <laughs> Q nothing about the Q, the... there was nothing about the Q food that works for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I would, you know, 
I take the point that, you know, it's we're getting back to our roots because they're encountering new things, but they aren't doing it while exploring. Had that happened, had they encountered the Borg while yeah. exploring, that could have been that would have like, been gold. It would have been cool if they like found a wormhole or something. Yeah. And they went or through something. it and there's yeah, the Borg and they got that back. And... They use wormholes yeah. so often. Yeah. Well, but I'm just trying to think oh, of something that would of... avoid them using Q. I I, I agree. Right, um, and still have the same outcome. So I'm I'm gonna just yeah. jump oh, in and go, go next without the. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, anyway, so I didn't. But yeah, oh, so, so it's it's old. It's just, yeah. I mean, okay. I, it, it's too transparent an attempt to address serious structural problems for me. Okay, so. all right, Sam. I'm glad that occasionally we still stay on opposite ends of what <laughs> we're looking <laughs> for in our media because uh, I. I I was not expecting to enjoy it anywhere near as I did. I was engrossed the whole time. Um, I was not making fun of nearly as much as I did in some of the other episodes that Mm -hmm. we've watched. Mm -hmm. It had my attention, and I wanted to see where it was going. Um, I... We brought up a lot of good points that I think are some problems with Q. I'm glad that they used Q here, because if they had found some way to get there on their own, that would have frustrated me forever that, okay, they got there once, and now they're not... The Borg can't use it to come back, or we can't go on our own terms. With Q, it was totally a, we have no way to replicate it without asking Q, and that's never a good idea anyway. Mm. Um, so for what they were trying to do, it would have been much worse for me if they had done it anyway, but having Q do it mm-hmm. in the long run. Maybe not for this sure. episode itself, but in terms of the upcoming episodes and continuing those story threads to other ones, I would have it would have lost me mm-hmm. significantly on the other ones. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it, it was gold. Okay, uh, Jack. So. I tend to grade Trek and especially Next Generation on a curve. And one of the things that I like about having the chance to participate in this format is I can consciously strip that sort of thing away. (laughs) Uh, I looked at this thing through a little bit more critical eye than I normally would. And I saw some things that were incredibly clunky and did take me out of the story, at least momentarily. But I also saw some things that I might not have given enough credit in the past. There there are little touches in this episode that speak to the level of detail they were trying to reach and how much they were really trying to build something. Uh, when Q teleports out of the chair in the conference room, there's a little kick and it spins. Yeah, uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when Worf uh, finally decides to put the phaser on kill in engineering, <laughs> they track his shot and they yeah. track the phaser beam to hitting. And it's a great shot. It's it's yeah. a really nice shot. And back shot. then, very difficult. Yeah. Incredibly difficult. Yeah. It, it was an ambitious thing to do. The entire story is ambitious. Uh, uh, and while Jack, it does... Oh, yes. No, did you notice also there were a couple of times where they tried these really ambitious camera hallway track, like people walking in the hallways tracking like the shot of Picard when he's headed out mm-hmm, in the yeah. elevator yes. where they're like following him dead on. And it's also, it's almost it too ostentatious. Too. It's jarring because it doesn't yeah. fit with the way the rest of the episode shot. But still, yeah, it's the same kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There were, it was those, I, I saw that one and there were a couple of others where it's a very cinematic feel that you didn't often see on TV. 
uh, in this era, you sometimes don't see today. Um, so yes, it's an ambitious episode that fails on a few specific points, but overall it delivers, delivers the story for me. Gold. Yay. All right, so what do we got? I, I actually forgot Danny's vote. You were gold, right, Danny? You were yeah. gold, right? Okay, so we have gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, two, three, four golds and one old. Oh, no, it's yeah. happened again. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where you're the only old one. <laughs> old vote. Uh, so to speak, yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was the only one who voted gold. Yeah, exactly. Gold. Yes. This is the first. This is the, this is the and first everybody else was like, TNG. "It is stank ass." We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's the that's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> okay, I'm totally changing the name of it to stank ass. <laughs> Quick, see if that. Oh boy, see if that see URL is available. Crap is already gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of uh, Old versus Gold. We've got uh, four old golds and one old, and uh, that was Next Generation Q Who. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, Tim, Danny, Sam, and Jack. Everyone say yay! 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 Thanks for joining us, yay. and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, kids. Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information about this podcast. We're on Twitter at Hidden Deadly. Also, you can send us questions with the hashtag OldVGold. 